Hey guys, I'm Samantha and welcome to Abundantly Clear, helping you demystify the law of attraction. So happy Friday, you guys. Happy first Friday of November. Already just two months left of the year. I hope that you've all had an incredible week. I hope that you have some incredible plans for the weekend. I hope everything is going well for you. Uh, I will apologize in advance um, for my voice. I've had a bit of a cold uh, for the past week. Um, It's actually getting better, but that's always when it starts to sound worse. So I thought about not recording for you, but for my own accountability and also just to keep the momentum going, we're going to go ahead and push through. Uh, again, I apologize. I know it's not super enjoyable to listen to this voice, but anyway, um, as you can tell by the title of today's episode, we are talking about uh, creating a wheel of life for yourself. So when I started my law of attraction journey, one of the really important parts is defining your desires, right? What you want to manifest what's really important to you and where you want to really focus your energy. And it sounds like it would be a really easy thing. Everyone wants to manifest like, I just want to be happy. I want a big house. I want like a million dollars and whatever. But when it really comes down to it, um, what you desire most of all is, uh, is really important. And it's not often as simple as a, an amount of money or a house or a car or whatever. So um, one of the ways that I've learned to kind of evaluate where you are in life, where you want to focus your energy, where you want to really manifest change Um, it can be difficult and this wheel of life exercise is something that can really help you. Um, But I want to say as well, uh, aside from helping you realize where you want to focus manifesting change, it can also be really beneficial to help you see where things are going super well, right? Where things in your life are working, where you feel really happy and content already, And just recognizing those things and giving them attention will help just kind of raise your vibe in general. So um, keep in mind as you're you're going through the exercise with me that it's about, okay, pinpointing where you want to change, but also about like realizing and appreciating where things are already uh, clicking for you. So if you've never heard about this, the Wheel of Life is a really common way to kind of evaluate all aspects of your life. And it's completely, it's a self-assessment, right? Like there's no outside influence. Um, And so it's, as I said, it's really common. Maybe you've done it before, but I'm going to walk you through how I create my wheel of life. um, And then I'll, I'll kind of go through step by step how you can use this as a tool when you're manifesting. So Um, essentially it's going to help you find the places where you want to manifest change. It's going to help you find your why, which we've talked about a lot before on the pod, um, helping you find your why and finding like the reason behind why you want certain things, which is going to be super important when you start your manifesting journey, um, to always kind of keep that in the forefront of your mind. And it gives you kind of a grounding and it gives you some direction and it just reminds you like when things aren't working exactly the way you want just reminds you of why it's worth you know continuing on this journey and and showing up and being consistent so um if you've done the wheel of life in the past I would invite you to maybe revisit it 
um, see if the wheel that you've created in the past still resonates with you today or if it needs a little bit of tweaking, right? So life is all about seasons and phases and the things that we want to prioritize today are not going to be the same as the things that we wanted to prioritize 10 years ago or five years ago or last year or last week, right? As you kind of grow and transition through new seasons of your life, your priorities are going to change. Your priorities should change. Your priorities are going to change with you, right? So um, I'm going to walk through again, just in general, how to do this wheel of life. So of course, when we say wheel of life, you envision a circle, right? So if you want to actually draw a circle on a piece of paper, um, or if you prefer making a list, you want to think about your life in terms of eight different um, categories or eight different sections of your life. And, you know, if you Google this, or if you go online and search wheel of life, you'll see lots of different um, recommendations on how to categorize your life. But for For the purpose of doing this exercise with me um, and for me sharing kind of what I've done for my own wheel, I would recommend you think about um, kind of like the Feng Shui Bagua, right? The Feng Shui map. Um, And so in that regard, I would recommend for your sections, you have a business and career, right? You have a health, you have family and friends, you have your romantic connections, personal growth, finance fun and recreation, and then your physical environment. And so within all of those, of course, your business and career section is going to be, first of all, your your current job or your career. Um, but it could also be if you have kind of aspirations to start your own business or if you have a side hustle going on. Anything that takes your energy into like creating business, anything that you do every day, like if you go to a nine to five job or if you are a stay at home mom, that can that can all fit into this business career section. After you have health, which I thought about kind of breaking it down into a physical health and then like a mental spiritual health, but really you can, for the purpose of this, you can kind of just loop that all in together, right? So your health, your your physical health, you know, if you feel good, if you have energy, um, if you have any like illnesses or things that are recurring, if you have migraines all the time, whatever, like all of this is going to go into your health section. After we talk about family and friends, and so in your family and friends section, it's kind of self-evident. You talk about your actual like blood birth family, your your um, your adopted family. If you have this, you know we say that our friends are our family. So all of the connections that you have with people in terms of your friends and family. After that, you have your romantic life. So if you're in um, if you're in a romantic relationship, or if that's something that you're seeking, everything. Um, personal and romantic in terms of relationships is going to go there. After you have personal growth, which could be like what we do together. It could be your personal growth. It could be your self-improvement. It could be things that you've had in the back of your mind. You know, basically like how do you feel about your own mental state and your spirituality if you if you check in with that. After you have finance, you know, there's in this one, it's again, it's a little bit self-explanatory. So how you feel about your own, the state of your finances at the moment. 
um, after you have fun and recreation. So just to make sure you're actually enjoying your life as well. You know, are you going out? Are you socializing? Are you doing things that you like to do? Do you have hobbies? Do you, are you part of groups? You know, all of, all of this fun and recreation. And then the last one is your own physical environment. And so often that can be your home. You know, you have to kind of evaluate how you feel about your personal space when you're actually there in your home, when you are there at your office, when you are in your car, like anytime where you're in a a space that is just yours and you look around, you know, how does it make you feel? Do you just see clutter? Does it make you feel stressed? Do you see like beautiful areas that you've created for relaxing? What do you see and how do you feel when you're in all of these different physical environments? So once you've decided on your eight parts, um, the first step in this wheel is to really just um, think about the classic scale of one to 10, right? So a one is being like, this is the absolute worst. I can't imagine anything worse than this. And a 10 is being completely satisfied. So for the purpose of simplicity, you just rate one through 10. Of course, you're doing this just for yourself and you're going to revisit it. So if you want to also use like words or phrases or images, again, it's really finding what resonates with you in terms of how you can evaluate your satisfaction with this section of your life. Um, So you go through each section and you just, you know, without overthinking, one through 10, how satisfied am I with this area of my life? So once we've gone through that, now the thing that we want to do now is you're going to start with this section of your wheel that you scored the lowest, right? And you're going to ask yourself two things. First of all, why did I choose this number, right? I mean, you know yourself if something doesn't feel right or if there are things that need to change. You know why you chose that number, but really write it down. Right? Why at this moment in time you decided to give this specific rating to this area of your life. Um, uh, and it doesn't have to be based on you know what anyone else would view as uh, as a successful, I don't know, health and health section. It doesn't have to be based on what society would tell you or based on what anyone would tell you. And I say that because like just for example, I have a full-time job and I have a a toddler. I have a three and a half year old. And so my fun and recreation at the moment these days, um, first of all, doesn't come into play during the week, right? Because we're up super early in the morning. We're getting ready for school. We're going to school. We're going to work. We're going to the gym if we're lucky, (laughs) coming home, dinner, bath, nap, uh, bedtime, whatever, right? So fun and recreation happens at the weekend. And most of the weekends, that involves things like playdates with friends, amusement parks, petting zoos, anything involving Paw Patrol. (laughs) So I wouldn't say it's a classic uh, example of a really high number, but for me, I give myself an eight in this this, uh, fun and recreation part of my life because this is the season of life that I am currently in, right? I know where I am and I know that it's not going to last forever and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. 
right? I have no desire to wish it away, longing for some past version of myself who would have preferred like tequila shots with friends over hot chocolate with my daughter. Like the point is for me, the fun and recreation that I have is super fulfilling, right? It's not what I would have imagined, but it it fills this part of my life with like just such wonderful happiness and contentment. And so I'm giving it an eight and I wouldn't change that. But I know that if I did my wheel 10 years ago and I had, you know, zero social engagements during the week, zero time for myself, every weekend is spent at the park watching your kid go down the slide 9 million times and then watching Paw Patrol, like I would probably not want to carry on. (laughs) And so this is again why we say this wheel is a constantly evolving thing just like you are. And so really think about for yourself why you gave this particular area of your life this number. And as we said, starting with the section that you scored the lowest, what I really want you to do is think about not how you can go from like a three to a 10, but think in terms of really just nudging that number up just a tiny little bit. Like if you gave it a three, how could it be a four? You know, there are always a few things that you could think of straight away that could change that. And right. So um, for me, if I think something that I'm going to rate quite low would be like friends and family, right? And so my friends and family section, I don't live in the same country as my family and making new friends as an adult in a language that isn't my native language, it's it's been quite difficult, right? Like not going to lie, being um, being a foreigner, being an expat in a foreign country is not easy. And so I tend to be quite introverted and it didn't really affect me at first, but now that I've been here living abroad for six or seven years, like I can really start to see the effect that that has. And so for me, something that I really want to improve is my friends and family section. And so um, I gave it a four, right? Because I do have friends and I do have family, but it's just not where I want it to be. And so I don't think of, oh my God, like what do I need to do to bring this four to a 10? because it's overwhelming and and I kind of shut down and maybe you're the same. But I can think of ways to nudge that four up to like a five or a six, right? And that doesn't feel so scary. And so in my own example, like there are lots of um, English speaking expat groups in the region where I live. So I could join a group, right? That's specifically for other people experiencing the same thing that I am. I could uh, commit to visiting the U.S. more often, right? At the moment, and since I've been here, the the trips home have been limited to once a year. And I know that as my daughter gets older and is more involved in school and her school becomes more intense and she has more friends and engagements here with extracurricular activities, that's going to get more difficult, right? To make more regular visits to the U.S. And so right now, what I could do is prioritize maybe twice a year, right? Um, I could say yes more often, right? Because if you tend to have like an introverted personality, you're going to relate. But um, my my lack of like a social life or having friends here is not, um, it's not because there are not opportunities, right? It's because of my natural like 
reflex to just say no. Like, what are you doing Thursday? No, I'm picking up my kid at school and I'm going home because that's what we do. But I know, like, I could say yes to more social invitations. I could depend on other people for childcare. I could, um, you know, trust in the fact that my my kid is going to be fine with someone else for one night, and that would actually benefit everyone, um, her included. If I had this uh, this other connection that's actually really fulfilling in my life. So saying yes, I know we talk a lot about saying no, and I've been seeing it a lot in the past few days since we started November, right? There's a, a whole um, there's a whole push on Instagram for like say no in November, right? And it's true if you have this type of personality where you're like always saying yes to everything and everyone. Um, then saying no is like actually choosing yourself. Um, it's just that for, for me, it's a little bit different. And I would say, yeah, I should probably practice saying yes, right? And to put myself into situations where there's a real opportunity to meet more people and to make those meaning, meaningful connections. And so those are really small steps, but they're concrete steps. They're real easy things that I can take without putting in too much effort. Um, that would really just bring that number up. And so I would encourage you to do the exact same thing, right? If, I don't know, in your in your romance, right? If you're thinking, oh, you know, if you're single and you're looking for a partner, right? So maybe you rated this a two and you, you know, to think how I can go from a two to a 10, again, it's going to be like, it's too much. And so if maybe you have a tendency to stay home, Like, how do you expect the universe to meet you halfway and kind of bring into existence or bring your attention to something that you can't see from your living room, right? So maybe you could say like, you know what, once a week, I'm going to do, you know, this, uh, this thing that interests me. I'm going to join, uh, the gym. I'm going to do a group fitness class. I'm going to join a tennis club. I'm going to take a cooking class. I'm going to just like do something that physically gets you out of your space and into an environment where you have the opportunity to connect with people, right? That's a really small step that you could take. And the impact is going to be like tenfold, right? So again, you've started with where you rated the lowest and you're just going to kind of go around your wheel from there from your lowest all the way up to your highest. Like, how could I make this just a little bit better, right? Um, And so we're talking baby steps. And because you're going to be coming back and you're going to be revisiting your wheel often, um, you're going to have the chance to really see, uh, see the impact of these. And like, so once you've finished all of those, I want you to just take a minute and kind of, kind of look at the wheel, look at your list and just do like a little reflection on it. Like, is it surprising? Is there anything there that you're like, wow, I didn't realize I was that unhappy with, uh, I don't know, my health, or I didn't realize that I was actually doing really well with my um, physical environment, right? So just take a minute, reflect on the results, think about if there's something that was surprising or that stood out to you, and then you're going to set goals, right? Goal setting, classic law of attraction. You're talking about reviewing all of these possible tangible actions that you've written down for each section of your life. And I want you to copy them onto a separate list, 
right? A separate note on your phone or a separate list. Keep them all together where you can see them on the same page. And once you've done that, prioritize them, right? Look through all of them. Decide which one currently to you is the most important, right? And commit to doing a few things from that list. Like if you decided that your financial uh, section was where you struggle the most and it's also the most important to you, then look at what you said there. Like maybe I can, um, I don't know, I can work an extra shift once a month, right? It's a baby step, but it's going to bring in a little bit of extra money or it's going to create a little bit of extra momentum and it's going to get you thinking. Or, you know, you're thinking maybe my physical environment was where I struggled and it's most important to me because it's the things that I physically see and surround myself with every day. And so maybe you realize there's one little corner of your house that is just like always cold and dark or you never clean. It's like behind the TV or whatever. Like commit to doing the small action in regard to that section, right? Just commit to doing small actions, right? And I would say after, like give yourself about a month, right? After one month, you're going to come back. You're going to look at your wheel. You're going to repeat the process. It's not going to take the same amount of time, right? It's only been a month. It's not an enormous amount of time. So what it is going to allow you to do is see again the things that you wrote down as actionable items see what you've followed through with because at the end of the day we can say you know I want to change x y and z but what you think and what you do are both uh, reflections right and so what you think is a reflection of what you want and what you do is a reflection of how much you want it and so if you go back after a month and you're like oh I kind of said all of these really quite simple things that I could have done and at the end of the day I didn't do them You need to go back and think about your why. Like, why did I want to improve my financial section? Is it because, you know, I have a family and I want to be able to, you know, eventually spend more time with them or I want to be able to take a holiday next year? You know, really go back and think about why one month ago those were really important to you. Evaluate if it's still true. Write it down again, you know, and then I would say kind of rinse and repeat, like do the same exact thing. And, you know, we can't keep coming back to it month after month because at one point it kind of comes down to a, what we call manic manifesting, right? Where you're focusing too much on the process and not, not as, as much or even not enough about the inspired action. So after you've done it the first time, you come back after one month, you look, you revisit, you revise, you tweak. And after that, I would say maybe every three to six months, right? If you're really new to your law of attraction journey, to your spirituality journey, to your manifesting, like every three months, it's just going to help you have like a touchstone to come back to and look on and see how you're progressing. And if you're maybe like deeper into your, your journey every six months, right? If you know that you have practices in place that help you kind of connect with your goals and visualize your manifestations. And if you're actually even seeing, you know, some, some results with that, then maybe every six months, right? The idea is not to be manic about it and not to keep thinking about it all the time, but to get it out and put it into the universe and then kind of trust that it's been heard and trust that, you know, the universe knows what you want and it's going to help you 
find inspired ways to act. And so that is essentially it, guys. That is about doing the wheel of life. And uh, if it's something that you've done in the past and you're really interested to hear about it, um, if you're doing it for the first time, definitely uh, tag me on Instagram, show me your wheel, let me know what you're doing. I'm super curious to see the areas of life where you want to improve. Um, I might put mine up there. I'm not sure yet. Um, I haven't done it in about maybe two or three months, um, but I have a trip planned back to uh, to the U.S. later this month. And so um, that's always like a real kind of touchstone moment for me to kind of like reconnect with family and friends and just kind of reassess and reevaluate. So it's something I'm probably going to be doing again before the end of the month, probably around Thanksgiving. Um, and I'd be super happy to share that with you if you think it can be beneficial. But in the meantime, I thank you for coming. Thanks for spending some time with me. And uh, again, as it's a super new podcast, if you have just two seconds just to uh, rate, review, subscribe, all of those things make a huge difference. Um, I really appreciate it. And if you found any value in that, please, please at least uh, rate and review. Um, if you want to check me out on Instagram, I'm at Franklish. You can see plenty of pictures of my dog and my kid living their best life in France, um, along with lots of law of attraction inspiration and plenty of um, plenty of other um, people that I'm following and things that I find super interesting and helpful along my own law of attraction journey. So with all of that said, thank you so much, guys. I look forward to seeing you again next week, and I will uh, look forward as well to seeing your wheels of life. Uh, thank you so much. Take care. Bye.